Welcome to Huge Quickly Podcast. I'm Danny. Good evening, Jason Swetsoff. Hello. Good evening, Colin Ruffinack. How's it going? And Skyping in from all the way across Oregon and Washington State to Spokane, Washington, Christopher Shepman. Hello. Oh. Um, it sounds so great to hear your voice in my ears again. Just It just couldn't be better. It sounds couldn't great. It sounds like we're like calling into your radio show. Your voice sounds awesome in my earbuds here. <laughs> it was really I couldn't, be, I couldn't be more thrilled about that. Yeah. It sounds great. How are you doing out there? Uh, Spokane is, you know... I just I talk too much about it, but it's it's just it's an underrated place. It's a good life. It's a good life to live out here. Shetman moved out to Spokane from Portland, devastated mm-hmm. all of us in this room. Yeah, including Jason, and you might not even know him, right? <laughs> I, I've met him once or twice, I believe. Yeah, sorry about that, Jason. I uh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll visit. You know, yeah, I'll please. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> uh, we all miss you so much, and I'm sure all those huge quickly listeners out there really miss you. Also, I get the tweets all the time. Yeah, Shetman. a lot of tweets coming in. Need Shetman in my life. That uh, is something I remember about uh, being on the show a lot. Is we got a lot of tweets. <laughs> a lot of tweets. Gotta mute that shit. Just too much. A lot of tweets. Well, yeah, if you if you leave the the sound on my phone during the show, it's just it's blowing up because they know we're recording, and it's just yep. like it's, it's too weird. It's like oh, turn it on live, and we're like, no, calm down. We gotta <laughs> edit this shit. We have you know? bandwidth problems. So you guys jump <laughs> on and crashes systems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, I really could have used you last night because we went to Baby Ketten. Oh, tell me everything. I got a little on the drunk side. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you. That's not the Danny I know. <laughs> that doesn't no, you know, that doesn't sound like you. I've hung out with Jason two weekends in a row and I've gotten I've drank more in in two of those nights than I have in months and months, I think. That's what I, I do to people. <laughs> Colin, were you there too? No, I, was, I mean, I didn't I don't know. Without without the like Shetman torch being carried to, sh- to Baby Cat every weekend, it's a little. Can I ask you something honestly? What's that? Is it really because I don't go anymore? I mean, you were like the cheerleader, undoubtedly. Like you always knew the party was going on. Like you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess true. I know a few folks over there. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say there's there's always friendly faces, yeah. but I haven't been in a few. But I definitely have some tracks. I'm hoping he 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 puts up soon because I, I would I would make the trek for a few of these new tracks when coming out. <laughs> Yeah, do you have any uh, you want to share with us? or? Well, I mean, the whole new Big Sean album, I think, is okay. pretty interesting. But it's like, whatever, I'm just like this Kanye West fanboy. It's like, right. why do I even, I don't know. It's like, you know, like that guy needs anybody else telling him he's great. It's like, no. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's mostly what I want. I saw True. that they have the Big Sean, I don't fuck with you. Can that. you imagine somebody actually karaokeing that yeah. song that's not for in me. Portland? I'm more about blessings. I do Big Sean blessings. Yeah. You know that. The that Drake, Drake verse is solid. I was a little bit surprised to see that song in there because it's just like inflammatory. Yeah, right. People are going to be kind of upset hearing that stuff. I can't believe when people are in bars like that's like an anthem in bars now. I mean, it's like young. Like I was just in Arizona and I was down by the U of A there, so I was down by like some college bars, and like that song comes on and it's like the whole bar is like like it's like this anthem about about I don't know fads or something like yeah it's, what is it about well it's like like you know oh i fuck with this i fuck with that like it's this whole new like i never heard the phrase as much as i did when i was down there for the weekend but it's like when anybody's about to tell you about a movie or a mus- mostly musicians and it's like oh I, I liked them before they were cool like i guess that's the old way people said it but now it's like oh yeah i fuck with i fuck with drake or whatever or you say <laughs> it or you say it about somebody who 
commonly is like thought of not that well. Like Drake is sort of like the joke of the rap community sometimes, but then people will be like, "No, man, I fuck with Drake." I'm like, I get it. I, I'm, I'm way it's out like of that when loop. When you I guess. say things are like, "Dude, that's bad," or "Fetch." Was fetch a thing? Did that catch on? Quit trying to make fetch a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Streets ahead. <laughs> Community reference? Sorry. <laughs> I read about Chevy Chase uh, with the whole SNL 40 thing and like just all these instances that he pissed people off. Did you happen to see this? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like an SNL fanboy in a weird way. Oh, are you? I mean, I think most people feel like it's... I mean, I feel like commonly people my age think it's kind of fallen out of cultural significance, but I don't feel that way. I really like SNL. And... My my wife was gone when SNL 40 came on, and so she was like, you can't watch it until I get back, which is like... You guys do that shit all the time. Annoying. I know, but <laughs> so I couldn't watch it, uh, but I did watch the pre-show, and I, I eventually watched it. No, but let's I watched, be honest, though. Have you ever like watched a oh, movie yeah, or on. anything yeah. like that that you're She's supposed like, to save? Of course. Come on. I'm not, well, not, not going to reveal happened? that here. I mean, you know, I'm still getting away with it. I don't want to <laughs> reveal a secret here. <laughs> but so I did awesome. see, I saw Chevy Chase on the red carpet because I watched the red carpet part. And uh, he shows up like 40 pounds heavier than the last time we saw him on, on national TV uh, community or something. And um, they're like, you know, Chevy, you were, uh, you're part of the first cast, part of the first season. He left after the first season, yeah. which is weird because everybody thinks of him as a huge part of SNL, but he was there for exactly one season. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Matt Lauer says to him, "You know, Chevy, you were you were part of the first season." And then he says, "Part of it, like." But then he like ran, he, like he like he he sort of like tries to stop himself mid sentence and then tries to be nice again. But you can just tell how his default gear is asshole. Like that guy is just terrible. Um, part of it, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's was exactly. What it was. I mean, you know, he had the shirt. It's like I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. Like that was his brand, right? Um, but man, if like you know, of course, like forty years. People change what they look like over 40 years. I'm not going to pretend I'm going to be this like spinning image of my 28 year old self when I am 68. But Chevy Chase is probably the biggest descent. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it was rough. Oh. Yeah, he is, yeah. he is rough looking. <laughs> if that's just your persona, that's kind of your brand. That's one thing. But if that's really who you are, like behind the scenes, that's what everyone knows you as. Yeah. That doesn't seem very cool. Yeah, he was yeah, why banned. Does, for why a does while. Kanye get away with it so well? But for instance, Chevy Chase just does not. Uh, I mean, I think there must be like a child, like, like there's problem children. You like, just let them like, I feel like there's a, some kind of correlation there. Like for some reason we're like, Oh, Kanye. <laughs> like put our, like we don't have higher expectations. Put our, put so our hands on our hips. Down. Yeah. Yeah. I think hmm. they just, we just, I mean, he's just like, he's, it's his own psychosis. I don't know. You're just, there's no like talking to him. So you might as well just enjoy it. Right. Just enjoy. It's kind of like, yeah. It's like I'm. I can't stop this car accident, so I might as well like get a good seat for it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and it's a really pretty car. You know, it's a Lambo out there. Did do you feel like he had a point with the whole Beck thing? Because he probably did, right? I mean, well, well, then yesterday he like wrote a. You know, I just I listened to Beck's whole album and I want to publicly apologize to him. Uh, like his most recent tweet. So it's like. Oh, you're just fickle. <laughs> you're a really uninformed, fickle person. <laughs> Especially that you really didn't even give his music a chance at all. Yeah. I mean. I just thought the Beck thing was super weird, too, because, I don't know, I uh, this is all possibly totally not correct, but I'm pretty sure that for years he didn't do anything. And then he did four tracks with Childish Gambino, which was. Beck like, did? Yeah. Beck? 
Huh. I didn't know that. And uh That's awesome. They came out years ago and now now his new album seems to be right back at it. But you know, Beck's Beck's been in the hip hop community before, so I mean um, he's a staple of of like professional musicians that have made it. He's been around for so long and people love him. You don't just get to stick around if people don't like your shit. What I just find most interesting is like Let's say in a hypothetical world, Kanye West didn't care what the Grammys did. Let's say he was totally not invested in the Grammys and just like everybody else thought it was like complete. It it doesn't actually measure quality of, of your the creative output. It measures Correct. some sort of like mix of just, economics and, sure. and zeitgeisty sort of, but it's barely even zeitgeisty. It's, it's, I don't even know why. It's when, a when, certain zeitgeist though, right? It's like. It's their old like, white people, but it's like it feels something. like Kanye is the only one giving it giving it credit as being a measure of the zeitgeist. Like if he yeah. was like, "Oh, I don't care." Like who is the big voice who's really wrapped up in the, the Grammy winnings? Like, well, gee, could it be that Kanye makes more money if he acts like Kanye? This is like, possible. maybe you just nailed it. You know what, Chris? <laughs> I, I I don't see the world in those kind of gross. <laughs> capitalistic Over, terms just overly simplified he's a, capitalistic he's a tortured artist ah, fashion trying to break into the industry too yeah fashion i mean let's call him what now. he really is he's a father first he's a father yeah. obviously yeah i saw that yeah. paul mccartney video very nice yeah. yeah what did they just uh i hate that i know this they just had him out they're they're uh it's his son right her daughter, 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 Northwest. in a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? And I um, I, do you feel bad for that kid, or do you feel like, wow, they're gonna have the coolest life on the on the planet? Oh, Mostly bad. the latter. No. Oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> okay. Think about the percentage of awesome people like Robert Downey Jr. who have kids in that lifestyle that end up addicted to cocaine. It's like way too high. Something's wrong. It's it's a bad life. There's, I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking about how, like, I mean, it's weird because, like, all I see is the removal of the obstacles I'm aware of in life. But, yeah, but, but there's a whole presentation of a whole bunch of other money, obstacles. Just... Did you guys I mean... see that that interview with Will Smith's kids? No. no. They were like, you should look it up. I can't even... I couldn't regurgitate it back up because it was just so random. But they'd be like, they were given their, like their theories on life, basically. And I don't know if it's just a very sheltered but yet intelligent like life that they live, or if it's the Scientology thing going on. But they were like, Whoa, we're living simultaneous lives right now. Uh, you know, like they both were like totally in agreement with each other about these really far out conceptual things that were like, what? And they were like, sounded totally insane. You need to go read some quotes from uh, Willow or whatever. His name Willow is. and Jaden. Oh, and Jayden, wait. Yeah. Yeah. It was him and his sister. Yeah. I did see something about this. He seems insane. The kid is like off his rocker completely. Yeah. I mean, it's. How can that be? It's, Scienti it's all the Scientology, right? Uh, I mean, it's like, all, isn't that what all the mantras are? It's like. Well, that's. Is, is Will Smith maybe. really a Scientologist? Oh, yeah. That is like, it's like. He's like the VP. <laughs> I Tom, thought that was Tom Cruise. No, Tom Cruise is the president. <laughs> He's the come on. He's the president. <laughs> it really that really makes me sad because I actually like you see Tom Cruise go off the deep end, and for some reason I was like that makes sense to me. But Will Smith, I was made to believe that he was actually hitch in real life. You know, like. He's the best person on planet Earth, I thought. Oh, that was such a wildly underrated movie. Hitch. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so good. Have you guys seen how? <laughs> what was it? In 
I think it was Parks and Recreation. It was a few years in the future. It was like supposed to be the premise of the season. And they had like funny jokes all throughout it about what would be happening in 2018. And one of the movie posters they had was uh, Son of a Hitch, and it was Jaden Smith's story. <laughs> oh, no way. Wow. I haven't gotten that far. I am going through Parks and Rec right now. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's Parks and Rec is a fantastic show. You guys all caught up? I mean, I finished this. It just finished. Last no, I haven't last seen week. the end. Yeah, I saw it. I got I to gotta start watching. When I first started watching it, I was like, this is kind of like The Office, but... Mm-hmm. The not, first season's know? pretty not great compared to the rest. Yeah, that's what I hear. I hear I should just start with season two. They went from like eight episodes to 24. The first season was only eight episodes. Really yeah. short run. It's, mm. it, was, it, was like a, it was like a pilot season, kind of. But they totally had to make this decision where they were going to... It was supposed to be a spinoff of The Office. It was supposed to actually be in the same universe. Uh, but then obviously it's not because Rashida Whoa. Jones is in both. That right. Make sense. Yeah, you can't um, have Karen and I mean, what you possibly... Yeah, how could that possibly happen? Karen so, by the way, I have to I have to make the point. I, maybe she gets better later. I think she's just the worst character on that show. On Parks and Recreation? Uh, she could easily be written out. Uh, she's definitely like the, I'm going to bring a sensible voice to this absurdity, right? It's just like constantly like, yeah. She's also and, ridiculously like, attractive. I think that probably helps. That probably does help. I just saw an interview with her. Yeah. And somebody was like, wow, you look so tan. Would you have you been on vacation? She was like, no. I'm just sort of this Ex- color. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, yeah. This is me. Uh, I'm not so white. Is the uh, thing about that people? I they always screw up with like those car, like the red carpet interviewers. Like, what did they ask? Uh, it seems like there were just a couple punchlines in a row. People, what they're asking people. I don't know what's up. Hopefully, our sounds come in fine. This thing like just fluctuates back and forth between showing normal sound and then all of a sudden going back, going to like f- almost flat. It's so. gonna be a roller coaster. Hope we're good. All right. See, look five at that. seconds. Now, now it's turn just pumping it up. back up. I have no you idea guys why. Sound better to me in the last five seconds. See, right, right now it sounds great, and it's all like right. a weird, like a sine wave is happening. And then, second, I don't know. Super yeah, weird. Not just what life is like, you know. <laughs> got your ups, got your downs. It's true. I know. Fucking <laughs> sine wave of joy. Uh, or, or despair. Whatever. Um, I uh, have been keeping up with a better call, Saul. By the way. Yeah. You and have I, you. Colin. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's dangerous. Dangerously good. No, I mean it's dangerous to go like stomp around in like this perfect little universe mm. that they left. Yeah. Um, is it a prequel? It's though? a prequel. Yeah. But uh with that said, the very first moment of it is actually after the events of better of Breaking Bad. So Oh yeah. Um there is fuck? some thought that they'll be straddling the uh okay. um but I think they're doing a very good job with it. I mean it's good because I do. it's weird because AMC has just been on this I mean it just seems like they're gonna crater into the earth with their ability to make anything. Um and they like be, they somehow like pissed off and totally got the two biggest uh people in their organization to like hate them like Matthew Weiner like you know running Mad Men. What, what did he do? What they do to him? Uh, I've heard for the last several years that they've been like, oh, ratings are killing it. Not not the ratings from Mad Men actually aren't that great, but critically, one of the best shows on TV. And sure. they're just like, hey, so like, could you do it for like 20% less money? Like, they just keep reducing the budget. And what? he's like, what do I have to do? How many times does AMC need to be compared to HBO for you to just open up the checkbook or just leave it alone? Like, let me... And apparently it's just been uh, really uh, pissing off the showrunners over there. So mm-hmm. the idea that Vince Gillian, Gillian would sign on and do another one after Breaking Bad was kind of surprising. But... Oh, it is still him, though? Uh, he's 
definitely connected, but not as much as he was for Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, hmm. But he's still he's still in there. Um, but they seem to be like on the rebound because I also really liked Halt and Catch Fire, which was I heard that was great. Yeah, it's a what about, is it? It's a computer hackers, right? No, it's about a uh, a like in the seventies when uh, chip manufacturers were turning into like. Uh, computer appliance makers where they were coming out with like Fortran, not Fortran, excuse, uh, when they were coming out with home computers where that you'd, you'd kind of go from being a component manufacturer to kind of making full consumer products and uh, the all the people who tried to make computers and it's the story of, I believe, a completely fictional company in Texas doing that. Interesting. And I really dug it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Like what year are we talking? 71 maybe. Maybe before that, 60s, 60s, yeah, uh, it was in the 70s. I was always so behind on my computer technology. It probably was built in the 70s, my <laughs> first machine. Right, Chris? What was that? Oh, uh, man. That compact was something The compact special. 486, baby. But <laughs> that show was really good, and I think that's on the rebound, and then Better Call Saul, people are loving. I mean, so. It's really like an understated show. Like, I, yeah. it feel, I like it because it feels like it's got the same sort of drama happening. Just a, everything is just a little bit mellowed out like it's not I was totally gonna say, is there a little bit lighter version of yeah it's just a lighter there's not gonna there's not just straight up bodies right off the bat <laughs> yeah. you know but well, a couple a couple of the storylines to me right off the bat are a little bit iffy like yeah. they don't they don't seem totally plausible to me speaking but. of bodies right off the bat you guys ever think to yourself i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch a little bit of the old breaking bad I bet, you know, I don't remember it being that terrible until, you know, if, at least a couple episodes in. Oh, don't go down that road, yeah. No, they, the guy, he like chokes a guy to death in the first, in the first episode. And it's, oh, awful. yeah. I, I, I did rewatch that pilot and I was amazed at what storytelling was able to be told within that first hour. I guess, I guess movies oh, yeah. do that, but yeah. they set the whole I mean, thing up. It's geez. crazy. Yeah, he goes from not even being involved at all in that business to being out in the desert killing killing guys with the with that bomb that he sets off, right? Yeah. Doesn't he do the phosphorus bomb? He's yeah, already killed him. That door doesn't and then, kill him, right? He's holding he the RV door. He has to like oh, keep, yeah. keep him. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, just like, he's just coughing for, for oh. oh. He basically does like a chemical attack, right? Like, I mean, that's what I miss most, though. Like, I'm not getting a science lesson anymore. I used to be like, oh, (laughs) I used to learn something. (laughs) What are you getting? Uh, I mean, from Bob Odenkirk. I mean, I love me some Odenkirk. Me too. I know. Are you not? I haven't seen it. Are you you getting uh, some law? Some law? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's a lot of legal. I mean, I probably wasn't. There probably wasn't a lot of science going on the Breaking Bad stuff either. It was like, ooh, you know, we could kill him with it. It's everything was always like, really. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Doesn't he hit it with a hammer or something? Uh, like... the uh, the thing that explodes. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like <laughs> maybe. I I remember reading. I'm sure they do this all the time, but that they did have a consultant that mm-hmm. was just there, like full time on their shoots. That just was like their chemistry consultant. Yeah. But um... well, action movies always have people that are like the gun experts too, and. I'm sure the person is just getting ignored like 90% of the time. They're like, that. you got to reload the gun. You know that, right? <laughs> Michael well, Bay is just like, get this guy off the set. Yeah, that's what, that's one of my favorite things in <laughs> in uh, the cartoon Archer, which is about like a, a spy agency. One of the mm. ongoing jokes is how Archer always pays attention to how many shots everybody fires. And it's like, you don't have any bullets left. I'm like, how did you know that? He's like, am I the only one around here who can count? <laughs> <laughs> I love Archer so much. 
Oh man, I read this awesome book in high school called Vertical Run, and part ah. of he, he, he. How many times have you talked about Vertical Run on on Huge Quick? Too many. Be right? on, no, be honest. <laughs> has it? It has been brought up. Brought up. I just said Broughton. I see. I'm excited. I don't know. Maybe it's just me up. being your your friend for so long. Oh but. man. Yeah. I need to read more. I guess. I just go back to the classics. To me. <laughs> classics. But vertical run. Like vertical it's run. Moby it's Dick. a classic, man. I also read on IMDb like a long time ago that it's just it's been shopped around, and I think there's been some script that's been rewritten a million times. They want to make it, but who knows if it'll ever happen. But it's totally. cool because this guy used to be a, a Vietnam era. Uh, special forces guy so he it's the kind of thing where he would be counting bolts know what kind of gun that is and the way he wrote this was that in italics it'd be like a block of italics and that's just like his thoughts you know which i not a lot of books really do that but it's like in the middle of a fight all of a sudden it would be in italics like you know he's talking about how many bolts have been fired and he knows they'll go on to detail about what kind of gun this is or whatever so this is gonna be like the next like is this like hunger games territory like like it's I mean, just going to sweep the nation? No, I mean, uh, yeah, when I, I hear Vertical Run, and it's, I guess I was just imagining, like, these, you know, like... Sounds more like a spy, like... It's more like a Jason Bourne thing. It's more like a Jason Bourne thing? Yeah, only it happens in one day, which I like movies that do that. Yeah. It's great, the man. The 24 of movies? Yes. This <laughs> guy... Yeah, it's... <laughs> Have you gone back and, and read it since high school? No. Oh, no. Oh, what? I was under the impression. Dangerous recommendation. Once a year that you you pulled that out. Now, speaking of 24, I remember I remember reading that it was like if 24 just happened in one continuous day, he killed like, he averaged like one murder per like 11 minutes of the day or <laughs> and something. zero bathroom breaks. Yeah. It's <laughs> like what? So I can never go. I was like, do these people not? There's no eating. Yeah. No. Be so hungry nothing? by now. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're burning like you're. Throwing down a lot of calories with all this running of yours, Jack. I think about that in movies and shows all the time. I'm like, how are they doing this stuff? I would need to eat so much, and I haven't seen them eat, and they're yeah. sledding down a, a mountain. Yeah, shooting. you know you're like probably too preoccupied with food in those movies <laughs> when they like have to go on a long journey or something. You're like, oh, yeah. they're going to be starved. <laughs> what are they going to eat? When is I don't see anything packed for snacks at all. <laughs> All right, here's here's my newest thing with movies that I can't get over. Okay, so I'm like, I'm watching a Jason Bourne movie like we were just talking about, right? Do the Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen movies exist in that universe? Mm. Do, is, is Matt Damon's entire career like non-existent? Or is there another person who is Matt Damon and they just look exactly the same and I know this is fucked up because in Ocean's 12 they like have Julia Roberts be a person who looks like Julia Roberts which, which really is like, didn't work oh me. my god that is the most mail-in nonsense I've ever heard like I yeah. cannot Steven Soderbergh ah. must have like really no, it's, had it's meta, something right? to go it's do clever. no it is not that is insane <laughs> I I gotta side with Colin on this I kind of hated that I was no, like I what are they doing and then but then it's like real Bruce Willis is there. Yeah. And but he's playing Bruce Willis in this universe where he is still a famous person, like diehard Bruce Willis. Yeah. And he's like, Julia, blah, blah. <laughs> she's like, No, I just and trying to it's like what? Yeah. Like and think how many people were like, Great idea. Somebody had this stupid idea, and then like a dozen other people were like, Perfect. And then they got to set that day and they're reading the script. They're like, This is what we're doing, and they're like, Yeah, I'll go do that in front of a camera for you. Like, there had to be like hundreds of yeses before this became something. And this is from Steven Soderbergh, who's amazing. That's the weirdest thing about it too, is that Steven Soderbergh, like, he tells 
the entire industry just to fuck off constantly with whatever he says to do yeah, next. He's like, okay, I hate to rain on your parade again with the, the whole money thing, but George Clooney had this idea, and, and, and it went all the way to Sodenberg, and he was like, I'm not doing this. And they're like, we're paying Clooney $45 million, and he's going to walk if we don't do it. You know what? If Clooney told me the idea, I might say yes, too. <laughs> Give me a little I, wink. I got an idea. You're like, I'm all ears. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> this massive, beautiful. You had me yet? I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. And it involves you. You're like, whoa, okay. But what about the uh-huh. fact that apparently Julia Roberts in this movie looks so much like Julia Roberts that it's like a friend is right there and is absolutely is like, oh, hey, Julia. Yeah. But yet that's that's actually super rare. Like it's not like people actually look that much like anybody else. You know, like yeah, that no, are they twins? Yeah, like, like yeah, maybe they're like maybe this is actually like there's a genetic thing going on, like yeah. she's a clone. I mean, yeah. I can get into that. Oh, like now we're sure. now there that's a meta ness I could twins, you know, so. I could fuck with that meta ness if you will. Yeah. Well, I, I like how all the Tarantino movies are supposed to exist in the same universe. I like those theories yeah. and stuff. Oh, I mean, that's the best. I, yeah. I didn't, of course, I never noticed that. But have you ever looked at the guides of how they're all the same? A little bit, yeah. Like the cigarettes. Yeah. You know, there's, they're just running. Django, they did a particularly interesting one because it was like, was it Leonardo DiCaprio's plantation was the tobacco company that's referenced throughout the later ones? There's a really, really? great, yeah, there's a really great oh, that's cool. Easter egg in Django, but oh, I'm, nice. not, I'm not placing it specifically. That's cool. I, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's, there's a bunch of them. It's like there's there's just little things. Um, I could just listen to Christoph Waltz talk for a good two hours, so by good. the way. Man, I just <laughs> talked with a buddy about him. He is the best. Remember in Django when he goes and fills up those beers? Oh, my gosh. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like it's got the little pump. Yeah. yeah. It's just, what is it about I don't know. it? I'm mesmerized. He has this tempo about him. Like, it's, it's, it's really like, it's like he's rapping. Like yeah. that's why I, I really think when he's talking, I'm like I can almost hear a melody coming out of it or something. Yeah, I sort of getting back to the, the SNL, the SNL 40 a while ago. You know what they did? How they did the Jeopardy and I, yeah, the Christoph Waltz impression is amazing. I was just gonna so say yeah, it was really good, even though I kind of just wanted to watch Daryl Hammond and and Norm Macdonald do their thing. Yeah, but I, I actually did appreciate that. <laughs> At the end, Norm Macdonald like slams the cowboy hat over Will Ferrell's face in like a way where I was like, oh, that really hurt Will Ferrell. Oh, like, really? He wasn't supposed to do it that hard. <laughs> and then the next day. Oh. uh uh, Norm Macdonald posted like 80 consecutive tweets uh, telling the whole oral history of what Eddie Murphy was supposed to do on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was supposed to come in and uh, during Celebrity Jeopardy, they had a video daily double where they had Keenan playing Bill Cosby. And they're like, oh, oh my God, we, we recorded that four months ago. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be Eddie Murphy doing it. And uh, he re- he ended up refusing, and so he just came out and like said hi, and then I mean it was really weird, right? That yeah. is weird. Yeah, it, they, he, Eddie Murphy said that the jokes weren't worth it or something, right? He's yeah. or the laughs weren't worth it. Or didn't you know, kick a guy he's, he's another down. one to me that's like uh, Chevy, where it's like I really think he was like world class for twenty, thirty years, and now he's become this like very, very big weirdo. Yeah, I, I'm too young for that. Like when Chris Rock comes out and talks about what an inspiration he was, I'm just I'm I'm not that age. Yeah, like, I don't no. think of him like that as, at all. Like because when you see it like specials, like the best of SNL, it's I, it's just you can't end up latching on. I think it's a lot harder to latch onto it than you do when you're living through it. And he is totally. You know he he, well, he brought I, SNL yeah. back from the dead. And if you but there's something moment, about or, like Beverly Hills Cop, honestly, stuff like that, and like well, like when. Uh, Chevy is in Fletch, those kind of movies where I'm just like, whoa. 
God, Fletch is so good. Yeah, Fletch is great. I heard <laughs> them trying to remake that for like a decade. Well, who's no going to play him? Yeah. Well, they, it's always like somebody different. Like it was going to be the um, Chris Pine, but then he went and became this. Yeah, who's the guy? Know. Who's the guy right now? That's the who would be Fletch, the Chevy. Uh, then just now. How about Andy Dwyer? How about Chris Perkins? Oh, Chris Pratt. Pratt. There yep. you go. Oh yeah, he's totally it. He's oh man, he's the best. Right? I know. Was <laughs> there anything? Have you guys ever seen that video where they're doing behind the scenes in Park Recreation, Park and Recreation season three? No. I mean, it's like some stupid DVD extra thing. And they're like, I guess I'm the only one who said yes to this. So I have to carry around this camera. And he's just backstage. And he's just <laughs> sitting in his dressing room. And he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. And he pretends to answer the phone. He's like, oh, hey, Steven. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jurassic Park 4 sounds like a really cool opportunity, but I'm not sure if I can get around to it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll call you back. And like, that was years and years before, and he actually ends up being the star of Jurassic Park 4. <laughs> Whoa, that's yeah. that was real. That's Yeah, that was like real. It was years and years and years ago. No way. 40 pounds less or so. That guy, that guy can move weight. I'm, I was just going to say, he, did it, he does it on purpose, right? Yeah. He's ripped, and then he's oh, yeah, it's and crazy. he's ripped again. Yeah. Just Goodness great love story. Him and April. Him and April, I know. Man, oh, man. I'm telling you, I just really like that show. I like it, yeah. it ending um really amplified my like how much I how much quality I mean how much I attribute like its importance. Like I read I guess I read a lot of articles talking about it, but um they were talking about how in the beginning there was gonna be this office spin off and Leslie was gonna be this sort of this sort of laughable kind of kind of a dunce that but instead they were like, you know, there's another version of this where we kind of find them to be um, a weirdo, but there can be a, a capable weirdo. There can be like, you're so earnest and caring, like that's what's weird about you. And that would be an interesting character to look into, the arc of that. And I think they really pulled it off because over the, like it talks about civic engagement in a way where at first you're like, why would you do that? Like, you're, you're, you know, uh, you're kind of, the fool here. Um, but I think over the seasons you, you realize like finding fault in, in like that sort of genuine engagement is like only, I'm only silly for thinking it's funny. Right. Um, and it was talking about how like this last decade, there's been sort of a larger cultural movement to, to reward that sort of thinking and reward that Mm. sort of work. And that, that show is trying to like bottle that up. I thought those were really nice write-ups. It's a good one. It definitely is, and I I thought originally that it wasn't going to be good when I heard it was going to be an office spinoff. I don't know. Yeah. Just, well, I'm just glad like they the like to them. You know? Yeah, it was a week first season, but yeah. I think the thing, Colin, you need to really focus on here is that we just don't know what we've got until it's gone. We don't know what we've got until it's gone. That's what I said before. It'll be said again. Uh, I missed you at karaoke last night, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of it. things you don't you know, don't miss until it's gone. Yeah, Shepman throwing down some Bieber. It's tough. I oh, haven't karaoke in a really, really long time. For how much I did it for three years in a row or whatever, mm-hmm. very, very weird to not do it at all now. Yeah, it's funny because it seems like at some point, like meeting new people and stuff, karaoke will always come up. But just the way that you like have to describe Baby Ketten, yeah. it makes me seem like a complete karaoke aficionado. Well, I'm so defensive about it. I'm like, <laughs> I know you think I'm a weirdo right now, but I just know. hold on. Let me give you my spiel. I bet we all do that. Yeah. 
No, I, I mean, seriously, I that's the one thing I don't miss is like defending it. Yeah, because you are you're the, you're the biggest weirdo. You're like, no, I gotta. They're like, you're really into karaoke, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I mean, I will cra- craft the song and kind of practice it a little bit. I'm into. I, I want to do it seriously. Well. High quality events, yeah. I like high quality entertainment. Wait, so you, yeah. you guys you guys practice these songs at home? Well, some of the oh God, some, some new raps come out. You have to like if you're gonna get them. I'll look up. The, I'll go up to Rap Genius and Super Meta. I'll run through them a couple times. And this and this uh, what's it called? We went to Baby Kitten. Baby Kitten, and they got so they've got a better selection like normal karaoke uh, places, right? The songs. Well, they oh, have. I'll I'd I'll say they have what one. normal karaoke has. Like they like those are subscription things. You can buy those, but. I think he now has probably coming up on five, six hundred completely original songs. Because I feel yeah. like if you went to a place that just had karaoke, you're not going to find Run the Jewels. Yeah, no, definitely. And sorry, I don't mean like original like he example. wrote them. They're like, I want that song to be karaokeable, and the karaoke ink or whatever makes those songs isn't going to make it. So I'm going to make it myself. Yeah, and they're like so high quality. I mean that that's what makes it really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Although <laughs> I've been requesting stuff for. <laughs> Three years and I've gotten one song. <laughs> Maybe my request just aren't very it's on like point. S- yeah, some random jewel song comes out and you're like, "Why are you? Why are you doing that song? I got all these requests lined up." Yeah, I know. Whatever. It seems hey, like man. they put out a, a, a lot. He does. Yeah, know? it's kind like, of. Well, what have you been requesting, Colin? Uh, well, the only one he's ever made, Big he ever rich. did, was "Get 'Em High" off College Dropout, mm. um, which is the only one he ever did for me. But uh, I really wanted to do some Earl Sweatshirt. And he's never done any Earl Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have pretty much any any of the golf playing stuff. Like he has a few Tyler songs, but I mean that stuff's it's not super palatable. Palatable. So yeah. Well, one thing is that like if he can't just find it on his sources, it's which if on. he could, he would just get it. He, I think he has a harder time making that stuff from scratch than he does with like bands. Oh yeah, I mean I don't even know where to begin. I remember yeah. I was like, "Ooh, I'll take a look at that one time." I was like, "Oh, never mind. This is impossible. <laughs> never mind." <laughs> have a skill set that not most yeah. of humanity doesn't, and oh. I still can't even approach this. It's yeah, it's just <laughs> it's completely untouchable. It was, it was tough. Well, that's why he's so great, you know. Yeah. But people don't generally get that. Always well, explaining it to a new friend or something. Like they're like, "Wow." All right, so you—that's your hobby. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know. So this is what you're doing? They're like me. They're like you know me personally. I like to go out with friends and have drinks, and well, we just talk. So you, the other thing that's weird say. is that you get like you think you're good at karaoke, but you're only good at baby cat and karaoke, and then you go somewhere else and you realize the track is some like MIDI thing. It's like right, and yeah. it's supposed to be like the backing track to Hot in Here, and you're like, this doesn't sound anything right at all. And all of a sudden, you're like, cut really? it, cut it, yeah. But um, this isn't what I yeah. asked for. Then I, you're the uh, asshole explaining yourself like, no, I am really good. And people are like, man, I'm I just used supposed to, to be good at this. I'm just used to good karaoke. I, I'm sorry. Then you doubly sound like it's, it's just a spiral. It's not good. They're so, like, wow, you're used to good karaoke. He's pretentious wow. about karaoke. This well, so I went, so I was at this Christmas party. My friend Yen, uh, it was her company's Christmas party. And she was like, we're going to go to this karaoke place now. Uh, you should come with us. And I was like, all right. So... Uh, we end up going there and it's some, it's a, a company's Christmas party. It's another company's Christmas party that we're sort of like crashing, I guess. But Yen invited us and her friends are there. Um, and, uh, there's a stage and there's karaoke going on. And I look through the book and her, all our friends are like, I heard you put your karaoke, blah, blah, blah. So I look through it and I see they have, they have lap dance by NERD, which I love that song. It's like kind of a banger, like whatever. So <laughs> I go to the guy and I'm like, yo, I'll, I'll, I'll do the song. 
He's like, great, you'll be up in two people. <laughs> like, so there's no line at all. Like, that's, yep. I'm making, and there's, like, there's, it's kind of like a stage, right? Yeah. So one person goes by. I'm, I'm up after one more person. Lights come on. Bar's like, yeah, we're closing. It's midnight. But the, the company had rented the bar, and they were closing out at midnight. So now the lights are on, and I'm like, I'm not going up in front of like complete strangers I've never met before and doing like NERD with all the lights. So I go to the guy, I'm like, you know, uh, I thought it was going to be a different sort of scene, but all is fine. You know, don't worry about it. So the person goes and then he goes up, next up we got Colin. I was like, I just told you not to do this. But he hands me the mic and the music starts. I'm like, hey guys, I was sort of imagining this for the more like lights off bar vibe, but you know, take, take this energy with you wherever you're going. And I start in on lap dance, and at this point, seventy percent of the of the crowd is n- near the door, kind of getting their coats on. And I swear <laughs> to God, all of a sudden, they all start. They all run to the stage, and the guy running karaoke gets up, and he's blocking them with their arms, and they have all their phones out, and there are like seven or eight different people videotaping me. And then there's like what? six or seven other people like taking pictures and like, yeah, like, like headbanging really hard. And I did the whole song and it was the most, one of the most surreal experiences of my life. And I get off stage and I was like, Oh yeah, I was amazing. And then like, I was karaoke guy for the next 15 minutes. So <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is, is that like, I just needed to get over the hurdle of the atmosphere not being the same, but you just bring it. You bring what, what Baby Ketten taught you, <laughs> and you you bring it to these other arenas, and it can it can work. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's not right gonna work some other time. System is fine. Yeah, you will win. Yeah, just make, if I got a, if I got a hot mic and at least a mediocre beat <sighs> behind me, you know, I can make it happen. Got a hot mic, <laughs> really hot. Mic. It's a little hot. <laughs> wow, that's the best. It was that good. Really is. It was good. Uh, and so there are s- at least six videos of this event. <laughs> I want to find <laughs> somewhere this. in the world. I don't know if they made their way online. But. I uh, I don't can't remember if I told you this. I guess I haven't seen you in a while. Um, but I I sang ran the Ju- run the jewels a while ago, at baby Ketten, with some friends that were really drunk. Like they were super drunk, and I think that they they're both really into rap and um. I just don't think that they expected at all that I even could do it. And it wasn't like I just rocked it. There was no one crashing the stage. But I did it fairly well. And, but, and like, there's this huge break in the middle. Yeah. It was actually embarrassing because once it cut to, the, to that break, they both were just like, oh, my God, dude. And they're, like, hugging me. Like, because they thought it was <laughs> over? They were just so excited. They're like, I can't believe you could do that. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, cool oh. it, cool it. I'm it's like, not over. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But I think it's just, you know, like most of the time when people do try even a, any rap song at all, you're at least 50-50 that they're just going to totally not be able to do yeah. it at all. And so it's it's got to be a surprise. Just that it's like, oh, okay, you at least you know the sort of flow of this song. But it was funny. Cause Sometimes like I just can't believe me. people go up and they're like floundering. And I'm like, did – how did you see this going? Like you, you don't know this song at all. Yeah, you chose this <laughs> for us, for all of us. Oh, I had some friends one time that went up and did uh, "Brass Monkey" by oh, the Beastie Boys. That is not an easy song. It's not easy. Because we, they, they're switching off. I mean, the Beastie, the Beastie Boys ones are tough because like it's built to have three separate actors in it. Yep. Like, Oh, yeah, it's not meant to have one continuous person yeah. doing all the voices. Yeah. And, yeah. and this was a duet, but of course they're not coming in at the right times. Oh, it was it was as bad of a karaoke song as I've seen anyone do. Wow. But I'm such an elitist. <laughs> I'm like, 
you sicken me. Get, <laughs> get out of here. She knew what you got herself into. <laughs> yeah. I say, you, you know, whatever happens, happens. We're going to make uh, fun of her. Yeah. Terrible. It's uh, it's crazy. So, um, Shetman, are you yep. starting a podcast out there? What's going on? Are you going to be doing your own Competition? Thing? Yeah. Oh, well, no, we're, no, we're no, crossing no. state lines. I think you're fine. No, if anything, you your own territory. Be, there might be like a Spokane <laughs> branch of, you know, Huge Quickly Productions, Huge Quickly Media. What's your conglomerate? I I haven't totally figured it out yet. Yeah, I mean, so Danny's making movies. Danny's, you know, acting and, and all this shit. He has multiple podcasts. And I got some buddies out here that have been really inspired by the the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, The Adventure Zone. Mm. Which, if you haven't heard, oh yeah, it's heard. That's great. So good. The second uh, recommendation I heard about this week. I think oh, I've only heard, heard the recommendation from you, Chris, but I want to okay. check it out. Well, it's it's the guys from My Brother, My Brother and Me, which yeah. is also a fantastic podcast. And anyway, we're we're some we're some old nerds that are like, hey, maybe if we recorded Dungeons and Dragons, that would be funny. Yeah. So I've been thinking about doing that. I've also just been doing thinking about doing like a Spokane specific podcast because Spokane's the kind of place where like there's nothing specific going on over here like that right. already. So you could just be the one. The one, man. Yeah, man. You need to be the podcast king of Spokane. Totally. Right? Which is like big fish, small pond. I don't give a fuck. That feels good to I'm me. I'm going to come out. I'm going to see this this Spokane of yours you keep telling me about and we're going to record an episode. Wait, are you on the top right? floor of your building? I'm on the top floor of a pretty rad apartment building. Do you have, have roof a... access? Can we get a huge neon HQ up there? <laughs> I do have roof access, yeah. We, my my violate his renter's policy. <laughs> yeah. I want an orange neon sign HQ. God, I love that. All right, guys, I've been loving this. I'm so happy to be here. Colin's got to go. I got a thing. I got I got a pretty serious baby shower to attend. In the industry, we call this a hard it's out. It's a hard out. It's a hard out. I officially have one. I actually have a place to go. I feel... <laughs> Do you have a hard on and a hard out? Or just uh... hard well, that's why he hasn't stood up yet. I think he's waiting for that to go away. <laughs> cool down. I think we're in the refactory period. Colin, right. thanks a lot, man. Cheers, guys. Love it. Love you, Colin. See you later. Peace. Colin's the best. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, just... there might be a, you know, there might be a podcast that I might have to come plug. Yeah, for sure, man. That's yeah. awesome. I, I think you should do it, and uh, I will plug it so hard on my end. Just you have no idea. Oh, I just want to plug your end <laughs> so hard. Yeah, thank you. To just, <laughs> I won't stop for anything. Goodness, goodness gracious, that was forward. Um, well, but yeah, figuring in all the gear for for that and stuff is is always a fun, interesting challenge. Yeah. So, I like to nerd out. It's fun to do some of that research and figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did I tell you I got a knockoff Steadicam? <laughs> Wait, is it from China of all places? Uh, I think it's a Thai. I think it's Taiwan made. Yeah. So Danny, you've been you've been making movies. Well, I'm in the middle of a class where our big project is a movie. Okay. I'm doing my Nazi boyfriend sketch. <laughs> re reimagined for. I got to the... be honest with you, Danny. I did not see that coming. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you thought I was going to do the pilot. No, I was just making a Nazi joke. <laughs> I wish that I could do the pilot, actually. That'd be fun. Just one scene and make it look like you're in a, in a cockpit. Yeah, how would you do that? I don't know. You need to find a cockpit. You need to find a cockpit. <laughs> and a cocktail. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous because it's kind of coming up on me a little bit. I've got a five-minute... It's a five-minute short is what my project is. Have you shot is. any footage yet with your No, we're actually cam? not even supposed to. Uh, with, this, with the Handycam... 
I have a little bit. It, it just was kind of floating all over the place. I really got to figure out how to get that dialed in. You got to dial that shit in. Man. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm thinking about is trying to do a opening scene for this, walking from a car into my apartment. It's like going up those steps and cool. figuring out how to film it from the front so we're like watching them come in and talk. Like a one shot? Yeah. Do try to do try to do a long take from the car into at least my building. Nice. Which I think if I could pull that off would be really slick. You just don't see it a ton. I don't know. But if it's really too janky and and um and rickety and it's not gonna look good. But Yeah. How would pe- how do people usually do that? They like hire like rig up a line or something? I mean if you're going up steps and all that, there just aren't that many things you can do. I think the pros would most likely, you know, the get some dolly track or something and figure out mm, how to dolly mm-hmm. it. But yeah. or a steady cam. I mean, yeah, they definitely s- use steady cams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah, if there's, you're going up like steps and stuff, I think from... I think it would be a steady cam. Yeah. Like there's certain shows that seem to do that a lot, like an entourage. You know, they'd be walking down the street and you're just like tracking in front of them. They're like walking towards the camera. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any other way to do that other than a steady cam because you can't have a dolly track or else the track would all of a sudden be in the in the shot. Once you walk walk past it, I mean they got some pretty professional steady cams totally. too, like with a chest yeah. thing. So yeah, it's all supported and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean it could be rolling on a unit too. Also, they could they could just suspend it on wires and shit too, which is crazy. Yeah, we did a lighting demo on Saturday, like a lighting class for uh, for three hours, and I mean part of it was actually not totally useful because it was hardcore lighting. Like this was. It's not kind of like gorilla shooting or something, you know what I mean? Like this was like rolling in some huge lights, and this is going to be like on a legit film set type of situation. Yeah, are they expecting you to do stuff like that for your? I mean, you, I mean they're definitely expecting you're going to be doing some artificial lighting. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be it's set in my apartment, I think, and I mean, it's just I'm going to have to at least add some lights. It's got to look bright. Um, so interesting. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things to get into because you don't really want to have like just the minimum amount of light because that means then that you're going to have to use the widest aperture you have, which is going to mean you have a shallow depth of field and you might not want that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of interesting to get into some of the specifics, but there's a lot that freaking goes into <laughs> just a five minute thing. Like right now, I, my homework for Thursday is I have to have a shooting script. So I have to decide all the shots I want to do. You have to list that out like, all right, I'm going to do a long, I'm going to do a long shot here. I'm going to do a medium shot here. What the order is generally going to be for what you're like planning. So, you know, medium shot of his face and then close up of her and, you know, just a list going down. And so you're planning out each shot. So then she wants a storyboard. Oh boy. So you've got a, to either draw or take a still picture of what each of those shots are supposed to look like. Whoa. So you can't just do this stuff on the fly, which is sort of more like how I would think. <laughs> but you have to plan it all out, shot go by the shot. Steps. Yeah, you can get there's a you, know, you look up like storyboarding software, so you can maybe you can just like, do some easier stuff. Yeah, like yeah. little cartoonish. Oh, that's they, a pretty good point. They have. Yeah, some, I mean, you're not expected to be an artist. No, right? I mean, and that's why she said that actually for a lot of people it's beneficial just to take pictures. You know, oh, but you okay, need a yeah. subject. That also means that you have to basically kind of go figure out what your location is or at least do something similar. I think it would be a really good exercise to actually figure out what the hell actually am I going to do. But Yeah, all you need, you're pretty much like putting things where they need to be. So you just need like a little cartoon character and then you can like throw a desk here and be like, this is where the camera is. Totally. 
But at least it, just even thinking about like, oh, okay, do I want to do a close up here? Or then I want to cut back yeah. to immediate. Like, God, there's just so much. We're also learning this uh, pretty hardcore editing software. And what is that? Um, Avid. Damn. Um, it's pretty good stuff. Does it cost a bunch of money? Um, yeah, it's really expensive if you want to go out and buy it. Software is crazy. So I don't know. I think it was probably like for the full thing, the new one. I don't know. It was maybe a grand, eight hundred bucks. Does Avid look crazy? Like I know, um, what is it? Adobe Premiere, and what is Apple? Apple's got Final Cut or Final Cut. Like those look pretty similar. Yeah. But like many years ago, when I opened up Avid, it was a completely different beast. I don't know. Well, you you actually needed like hardware or something with it. It. Well, yeah, Pro Tools won't even open, I don't think, unless you have like a compatible piece of hardware. Anyway, because uh, an Avid makes Pro Tools too. Oh yeah. But um, it it's just probably what happened is that like it's really easy to close stuff, like just little buttons will totally the it's stripped down and there's basically nothing there unless you kind of like know what to do to get it all open. Right. And there's tons of different windows that open up and stuff. But I got used to that for the most part. I can do just basic edits in there and stuff. But man, it's a it's an ordeal. But, um, yeah, look for that. What? That's going to be like April when that comes out. It'll be up on like Vimeo. I think Allie's going to be the actress. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. You starred in a movie with her, I, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to be so excited not to have to make out with me constantly on set this time. Well, you don't know that. She might be like, do you want to add something? In the <laughs> gonna, light on can I get a hold of that out? script and write a pencil in a line or two? I'm like, or? I'm just directing. I mean, not in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just want to make out with me? Um, no. I'm. I, in all honesty, I'm sure she's just really psyched. Although now I'm giving her a Nazi boyfriend, so the, well, that's got its, it's own either set of make out with me or date a Nazi baby. Which we one? Her up well. <laughs> <laughs> yep, these are the only two choices. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, actually, also have an improv show on Thursday for everyone out there. Nice. Come on out to Brody, man. Yeah. Thursday. I forget. I think it's like seven. We're opening up for the level five class. So nice. Yeah. So is this people that you were in class with before? Um, or is this like super good inviting you to be part of their? No. Group? So I'm in a class right now. I'm in level three. So it's a bunch of people oh, that I'm in level three that. with. That's yeah. Awesome. I just got back into it. So I've, I've actually never done a public show like this. I've performed in public like at a thing called fire drill. Wait, this is your first improv show? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, I wish you were doing it on the uh, the Sunday, though. Yeah. I hope you guys get a good crowd. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I hope they just laugh at it, anything that I say. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> ha! Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny. Ho, ho! This guy. Yeah. Remote-controlled boombox in the crowd that has canned laughter, and you can like yeah. hit that when you need it. <laughs> They're like, what is that? Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be really fun. And um, I just miss you dearly, Shetman. Oh, we... the pain is is real. It's mutual. It's and palpable. It's it's rough. Yeah, um, it's a rough existence. You coming to PDX yeah, we, anytime soon? Yeah, we gotta get uh, we gotta get on site, on location. I will be in Portland, uh, latest mid April. But probably before then as well. Hey, you know it's late April. Your birthday. My birthday. Are we going to get weird or what? Are you what? coming for my birthday? Is that it? Let's get weird. 
<laughs> you called uh you called uh karaoke like someone's like, Oh, karaoke's your hobby in earlier and you're like, No, it's not. Well, uh-huh. it, it kinda was mine, you know? So <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's time I return well, to there's my nothing roots wrong for with a, that, yeah. For a reunion show. Man, just by the way, last night I I know that I'm just a little bit tipsy when mm-hmm. I start kind of like adding extra little sounds into the karaoke when there's breaks. <laughs> Give me an example. That's the best. <laughs> I can't like, do it. Hey, oh, what? up? What's up? <laughs> you said you said thank thank you very much. I was like thank you very much. Thank you very much. I can't even do uh, it. I'm, I'm too embarrassed. Because there's a little bit of like a couple thank drinks you, to thank you to thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Because there's a long outro, okay, how, and I felt uh, how awkward. How embarrassed would I would would I have been, Daniel? I think you would have been like, Dan, you can put the mic down. I have to say, you were you were on rhythm. The thing it sounded like part of the song. Shut up! That's the <laughs> those are dangerous words to be throwing at him right now. Well, I got some good compliments when I was done, even after the the thank you very much part. So I thought <laughs> I was like, so thank you very much, man. They're like, okay, you really can be done with that. Like, so would you say you got those compliments in spite of the thank you very much part? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like something about me. I have a couple of drinks. Suddenly I feel like I'm like the wizard of, of rhythm. Like I just, <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm just in the pocket in yeah, general. I think that's just, that's a pretty common thing with alcohol and the human race. Thank you very much. <laughs> just I wanted really to just keep invincible. rapping too. I really love getting up there and doing Run the Jewels. Mm. It's so much fun. It just flows. But man, I'm that was white. one of the ones I never had a chance to do before I left. Yeah, I gotta get on this. I gotta, I gotta practice a song. <laughs> I've done Biggie before and I pulled it off. And I've there done Biggie before and I, it was went horribly. So oh, I heard you do that. It wasn't that bad. Oh god, dude, it was bad. What was that? Uh, I tried to do the one where he like switches voices. Uh, 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 uh. to the it's like. Anyway, I can't remember. I don't remember yeah. what that one was. Yeah, <laughs> that was Baby Ketten, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so what? Uh, what was the venue? Was it Double Dragon? Double Dragon, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. It's great crazy that he busy. has a Saturday night gig, but Double Dragon is not ideal. It's pretty tight, space wise. I saw Sax yeah. in there and his girlfriend. No kidding. Yeah. Oh man. And I don't remember the guy's name. I'm such an. I'm so bad at names, especially if I really don't see each other, see someone very often. But I met this guy a thousand times from Simple. I don't remember his name bald guy oh. with glasses or like shaved head and glasses oh it's brian brian saw yeah, him he's, he's not from simple he's an instrument but yeah. oh instrument okay and then also you know, a, a couple uh, of the girls that i've that I've seen there a million times yeah they're, they're just there sure. every time i've ever been there i've seen those people yeah i mean that's how it used to be with me right but yeah not anymore well we miss <sighs> you over here one of these times i'm just not going to say anything and i'm just going to show up at baby Ket and, and you're going to be like what you didn't even call me. You come to town. You son like, of a bitch. Here I am. <laughs> You're just like the wind. Just like the wind. Except yeah. I actually like feeling you on my face. <laughs> Ooh, now we're talking. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I do want to get to a Blazers game, especially if there's some playoff games happening there. So we gotta definitely make that happen. For sure, that'd be really awesome. My company yeah. has not raffled off tickets in way too long. They have some big games coming up. I'd love to go. Yes. Yes, please. All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Hell yeah. Jason, love you, man. Hey, love you. Thanks for putting Jason, up with good my... good to meet you. See yeah. you again. Nice talking yeah. over the internet. Yeah. For sure. 
be interesting to see how this turns out. You know, go ahead and tweet us. What, tell yes. us what you think about the at, remote. At Dan R. At C. Shep. <laughs> and, he used uh, to say that so much. <laughs> I did finally finish uh, Paddle Your Own Canoe, by the way. Fuck. So I'm ready to move on to a new book on Audible. That's right. Audible, baby. Audible, baby. <laughs> AudibleTrial.com slash huge quickly. I guess I'll have a free audiobook, free two-week trial. Why would you not do that? It's literally free. You have nothing to lose. So. Nothing at all. And I loved Nick Offerman's book so much. I wish I could just fire it up again and have it if all be new. You stuff. are too lazy to even listen to someone read you that book. He has a special on Netflix. Don't act like you don't have a Netflix subscription. Mm-hmm. American called Ham. American Ham. That's basically that distilled down to a one hour or whatever, 90 minute special. And it's fucking brilliant. So go check it out. He's like a weird age from us where he couldn't really be our dad. And it'd be weird if he was like a brother, but like maybe like an uncle. I wish he was my uncle or something. Oh my god, I know. Spend a weekend with him. You, go I up feel to like a I cabin. Would just grow exponentially as a as a man, just being Jesus. in his presence. Oh man, absolutely. I want that. I yeah. wanted to go start working with wood. Yep. I wanted to eat red meat mm-hmm. in all the best kind of ways. Use intoxicants great. with him, etc. He's a really interesting guy and so awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's got a cool wife too. They've got. They're like. The, the coolest couple on the planet. Yeah, well, they're making it happen. They they're sticking around, making it happen. All right, well, I'm gonna go cook a steak. Cook a steak just to try to level up my manhood a little bit here. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Yep. All right. Miss you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>